for the fifth time in six years in a win now let's give eli manning one more shot and put it all together after a three and 13 season the new york football giants are zero two for the fifth time in six years and after all that hope for giants football to start once again that hope and all preseason aspirations have basically already died in arlington texas what do we do what do we feel? How do we react? What can I hit that won't result in criminal charges? Without further ado, let's bleed blue, unfortunately. Do we even play the intro this week? Yeah. No, no, I'm not playing the intro. Cut it out. Cut it. All right. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi, Michael. Hi. How are you doing, Michael? Ah, kicking back, relaxing, enjoying this victory Monday, you know? All right, no one wants to hear from you. Jimmy, how are you? Oh, wonderful. I couldn't be doing any better. If you're a first-time listener, hi, this is a podcast called Bleeding Blue. I hope you're listening because people like to be miserable. Um, So if you're listening for the first time and you like to be miserable, welcome. Um, this is a podcast about the New York football giants. This is a podcast about the evil empire Yankees, which aren't doing too hot either. Yeah. My name's Justin. I'm a transplanted Yankee fan. I'm a transplanted giant fan. Michael Boker is a Yankee fan and a cowboy fan. Jimmy is a giants fan and a Met fan. Boker joins us for both the Yankee podcast and the giants podcast. Jimmy's a giant fan who joins us for the giants podcast. I am your co-host who is, does everything. And you could follow me on Twitter at jpenic 74 I had some really good tweets yesterday, fellas. Michael and Jimmy don't have Twitters. They are missing out. But they have Instagrams, and they like that stuff like weirdos. And they do their, all their sports stuff on there, which how, do you, how can you get news from Instagram? I don't understand it. But, um, how can you get nudes from Instagram? I said, oh, I said nudes. Oh. Not, not nudes. Whoops. Sorry. I have to use a Q-tip. For what? clean my ears oh um uh, michael funny story um so your brother right oh God. your brother's your brother's also a cowboys fan right yeah so he uh messaged me on snapchat today oh god and, and he said <laughs> and he said something about um the cowboys don't take or the cowboys take w's and he capitalized all the w's he put in the snapchat and I said, you want to know what also I have? I have a foot that can go up your ass. I, so I said something, you know, sassy you should, or whatever you like that. You just said to my brother, he didn't even stay up to watch the full game yesterday. So. Yeah. Well, he, then he asked me, he says, how long is your leg? What? I'm like, excuse me? Because I thought it was like a typo. I'm like, what are you asking me, young man? He's like, oh, yeah, because you're in D.C. How long is your leg? And I was really just thinking to myself, I'll have your brother put his foot up your ass and it'll be from me and I'll, you, you'll put a post-it note says love Justin. Um, yeah. So I, I, but that was a weird question. He asked, how long is your leg? And I'm like, Whoa, like, yeah, I, I whoa. told you I'm, I, the flag just keeps coming out like every so often. It's like, yeah, don't make that hand motion. Even though the people can't see you don't make that hand motion. And if you're listening, you probably can maybe figure out what Boker's doing when we mentioned the word leg and how long, Okay. Anyway, we're moving on. Talking, uh, talking, uh, what's talking provocative, uh, provocative language here. 
I love it. I can go for some penne vodka. What what does that have to do with anything we were talking about? You said something that said with vodka, right? No, I said provocative. Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right. So it's Monday. It's it, it's so crazy how when your sports teams win or when they lose, how it just impacts and affects the entirety of your week. I mean, I know Boker Boker actually hurts himself like when he when the Cowboys lose. I don't hurt myself. You're making me making me sound like I'm like psychotic and cut myself and all this. You other. are. You are no, psychotic. I am not. You rip apart decently. Oh, I'll never mature. forget. I'll never forget the day I showed up at Justin's house and Michael shows up with a ripped up shirt. The Cowboys lost. I was listening to it in the car ride home. My like, mother was concerned. Rogers. I know your mom was concerned. My, my mother was concerned for your for your safety and well being. And at first, and at first, she thought like, does Michael just not have good clothes because you showed up with the ripped shirt to my house? And I was like, no, he's just. He's, I probably used the word psychotic. He's probably just psychotic. No, nothing was worse when it was Cowboys Packers in the playoffs in two thousand and six. No, no, no. We shut, your mouth. shut your mouth. No. No, shut your mouth. This is not your this is not your time to be upset. This is our time to be upset. Shut your mouth. I'm just saying that, you know, I, no one wants no one wants that. no one is going to be in solidarity with you there. No one is going to feel, oh, I feel bad for him. Yeah. I was laughing my ass off. That was a great day. All right. We're all right. Boker, be quiet. Um, I love you. I love you, Boker. Do you do, do you accept my fake apology that I'm about to give you because I told you to shut up? I accept it just because you're going to be miserable this whole week. No, I'm going to be this whole week. This whole week. Uh, you're going to be miserable this whole season. Sorry. This whole, this whole, yeah. So let's, uh, let's, let's get right to it. Let's, uh, let's read, uh, let's, let's read some facts. Um, bad, bad news. Bad news. Um, Boker, you know our girl, uh, Katie Sharp? My girl, take my girl, Katie Sharp? KT Sharp on KT Twitter? KT Sharp, yeah. She's the queen of Yankees facts. Well, guess what she's doing? She's also the queen of giant stats. She is Yankees. Twitter is getting in to giants. Twitter worlds are colliding <laughs> and, uh, and Katie sharp, our, um, our wonderful queen of Yankee stats tweeted the following the giants five out of the last six seasons. They've started. Oh, and two correct. Jimmy. Yep. That is the most in the NFL. That's the most of the NFL out of the last six seasons. Uh, that's the most of the NFL. Giants are 0-2. And basically, when you start 0-2, what that basically means, and this was on the telecast last night. This is not Katie Sharp. Percentage of teams to reach the playoffs since 2002 with a 1-1 start, 41%. Okay. With an 0-2 start, 11%. 11. 11, you I, I saw. I saw, I saw 12.1, so. No, no. No, there have been a – I think that's also – there have been only like 10 or 11 teams since 2007 that have started. Like if you want to like out of 83 teams, I think 11 teams out of those 83 teams since 2007, when they started 0-2, those are the those are the teams that make the playoffs. So virtually, if you are a realist, and unlike Dave Guttelman, if you believe in stats and analytics, the giant season's basically over. That's it. Hmm. I'll let Jimmy answer this one. It's not really a question, but prove me wrong, Jimmy. It's your time to shine. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, kick back, relax for this one. 
I mean, there's not much to prove wrong there. There was one season I could think of where 0-2 turned into a Super Bowl, but it does not look like it this year. Last night was bad. That didn't really look like a team that was capable of turning it around the way they did that year. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna split up this episode into like three parts. Um, going into the game, during the game, after the game. All right. Okay. All right, so that you you approve, Boker? I do approve. Okay, so great. Um, Jimmy, we're gonna start with you, and then maybe maybe we'll go in a bit of a Congo line here. Um, going into the game, what were we feeling? What were we expecting? Hoping? What was gonna? What was going through our heads? Well, before the game. I was expecting to see a team that showed up that played a lot better than they showed up last night. I was expecting to see more from the offense. I was expecting a competitive game played the whole time. I didn't think Dallas was based on talking to Michael all week. I didn't think Dallas was as good as they looked. So I was expecting probably a game that would have went into the fourth quarter close game like the 2016 games go ahead michael okay so what i was expecting for the cowboys not the giants i was expecting them to stop barkley number one i was expecting them to get sacks which they did i was also expecting the corners to shut down odell beckham Uh, That was on the defensive side of the ball. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, um, what I saw the first week against Carolina was atrocious. It was garbage. It was pathetic. So, I was a little worried on the offense, especially when you got Landon Collins over here saying that their game plan is to stop Zeke and slow Zeke. You know, it was a bit concerning. But then, third play of the game, what does Dak do? He response to Landon Collins' comment about we're going to force Dak to throw the ball. He says challenge accepted and then hits Tavon Austin for a 63-yard touchdown bomb in your face, Landon. Also, Dak, in a way, shut every everybody on the Cowboys Nation side up, shut people across the NFL up who's saying that Dak can't throw the deep ball. He's proved it time and time again. And... Last night was just another one of his go-prove-it deals. Now, this isn't a Talking Cowboys podcast, but besides that first drive, I mean, I'll tell you what, Dak Prescott, I mean, he didn't really do much. That entire Cowboys offense didn't do much. Dak Prescott finished. I'm not going to be one to, like, talk bad about the Cowboys because the Giants are just abysmal. But 16 for 25, 160 yards. Uh, he got 64 of those yards on one play. So, you know what? But you can, you can have your moral victory for this week, Boker. We'll give it to you. Great job. Okay. Great job. Um, me, going into the game, especially seeing the way Jacksonville creamed New England um, and the way that the Giants played with them. Now, obviously, you know, there's other factors that go into that because Jacksonville saw New England in the AFC Championship last year. And part of the strengths of the New York football Giants that I saw week one, that I said on this podcast week one is that they were new. Nobody really knew what the Pat Shermer Giants offense was going to look like, so we said that was a strength, and I thought it was. I thought the Giants did a pretty good job of moving the football, just didn't turn into points. So I was expecting to take another leap. I was expecting 
offensive line to play to play better together. I was expecting Barkley to get more consistent touches. Was very discouraged to see that that didn't happen. Well, Barkley did get consistent touches, except they were they were checkdowns and dump downs out of the backfield. Did not get enough rushing attempts. I was I was expecting Barkley to be the workhorse in terms of running the ball, not necessarily our leading receiver. If you're in a PPR league, you have Barkley. Hey, that's great news. I have Barkley in a PPR league. He had a great fantasy day, somehow only having 28 rushing yards. I was expecting, just like Landon Collins said, I was expecting Dak Prescott, when he had the ball in his hands, he wasn't going to be able to perform. And besides the first drive of the game, he didn't perform. Giants defense did a great job. Their safeties are bad. Their corners, not great. I thought the Giants did a pretty good job with Eli Apple out of the game. For the majority of, he was out of the game for pretty much the entire second half. Can't remember exactly when he went down, but they bent, but they didn't break. And they did they did a decent job against a good offensive line that has some injuries, that has some holes. But that offensive line can have two of their starters out, but they're still better than the Giants. So I, I, was, ex- I was expecting a win. I was expecting the Giants go one and one. I was expecting quite a clear statement made from the team and that was going to be that and we were going to move on and go on with the rest of our year but that certainly uh certainly was not the case certainly was not the case all right so who who wants to start with their main with their main observations in game well at least Eli Apple looked good until he left (laughs) for a half can I just say something? <laughs> yeah. Because this is at the start of the game. You know when they introduce like the players, you know, on the you know, oh. the Dak Prescott, Mississippi State, you know, all that. Oh god. Yeah, I know I know what you're I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> what in the world is on BW Webb's head? Somebody on uh somebody on Twitter, I think there's I think this is John Boy. Um John Boy said that he was that he looked like a dying palm tree. Yeah, palm tree. Is that, what the, is that what they're called, like in Florida and like in Mexico? They're on the beach? Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah, he looked like, he looked like a dying palm tree. Yeah. Usually jackrabbits don't have the dreads all stacked up. But no, but this they're guy, not that high. This went halfway up the screen. They had to – I'm I'm 100% certain <laughs> they had to zoom out the camera or back up the camera. They had to do something <laughs> different to get that angle in. Or else it wouldn't have fit. They would have cut I it off. Pick up three quarters of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a. I felt like reaching through the TV and like hanging a Christmas ornament on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell the tell your corner to get a new friggin' haircut, please, or a new barber. <laughs> one of them. Please. It was it, it was really just one of those bro it, it was like whoa like like it it popped out at you and you actually got startled like you saw that on the screen yeah. and it out of all out of all the years that there's been Sunday night football and out of all the years that they've I've been doing those that. introductions you've never seen that no never I'll, I'll be honest I was checking my fantasy scores on my phone and then I was just so happy to like look up and I saw I'm like oh my god what is that yeah and then I'm like oh wait that's his hair. Oh, oh boy! So that so that that was a that was a positive. Uh, B W is a B. What the whatever the B-W hell is that? Web. B W Web. B It's a great name for a website. Um, all right. Um, what did we see? 
I mean, obviously, you know, we all saw kind of like different things. So maybe we'll just quickly break down like what we saw from the game. You know, none of us are X's and O's gurus, but what what did what did we see in game that we weren't happy with? Or Boker, what did you see? The Cowboy, you can talk about what you saw the Cowboys take advantage of with the Giants, and we can just go from there and have the the real discussion about things that don't matter that everybody wants to hear. Uh, so who wants to start? Thank you, do. I think I do. All right. So we'll talk about in-game, Justin, right? Yeah. What What did you see in-game? What did you, Now, for your perspective, what did you see the Cowboys do well and that they took advantage of the Giants of and blah, blah, blah? Do well. Um, clearly stopped the run. Um, Barkley had, what, 20, 28 yards rushing? Um, I'll be honest. I, I told Jimmy in April when the draft was going on, I said – when Dallas plays the Giants, Barkley does not get a hundred yards rushing. All right, all right, but I'm but I'm right? gonna stop you right there. So, I'm gonna stop you right there. That's not a hot take. That's not right. a hot take. That Barkley's not gonna get over hundred yards. It's not a hot take. Really? It's not. Really? Yes, because the fact that the Giants offensive line is so bad, and the fact that the Giants can't n- ever move the ball. Well, it, let's also uh, not to mention. You were still making moves during that time, and you brought in Nate Solder, who was great in New England. All right, you brought him over. You brought in a guy from Jacksonville. <clears throat> you did away with a couple pieces on the offensive line, but nobody expected that to happen. I, I would have thought that I, if you would have told me, here's the pieces that the Giants are going to move in. Here's the pieces the Giants are going to move. In, I would have said, oh yeah, on paper they look better. So you know what? In my opinion, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. You have the best player. Oh, let me rephrase it. The Giants got the best player in the draft, the best running back in centuries to come out, and and you mean to tell me that against this mediocre Dallas front, this Cowboy defense, that if I come out and say, oh, Barkley's not going to get over 100 rushing yards, you're going to say, oh, that's not a hot take? Really? Well, I guess maybe in April because, you know, the the uh, and I'm I thought I would – stop with this you know uh, you, you get duped giants fans get duped <laughs> they get duped every single season into thinking that the next one's going to be better than the last and um that quote from the dark night like the 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 night is dark just before the dawn or whatever poetic crap christopher nolan writes we get duped every single year into thinking that it's just gonna, that this is going to be the year that we turn it all around and we're going to put it all together and it's not all right, but that's not what we're talking about. So I guess in April that was a hot take. Good for you, Boker. Pat on the back, Jimmy. Well, there wasn't a whole lot to be happy about during the game, but um, one of the big things was I thought Eli Apple played well while he was still in the game. He had a couple good pass defended pass defenses, and then Jenkins got beaten that long touchdown. He seemed off last night. Cowboys need to get Des Bryant back. On offense, it was disappointing. The offensive line looked terrible. Eli didn't look good. Barkley looked good. Barkley looked amazing. How many times have we seen a player who every time he gets the ball, the first person to take a shot at him by themselves missed every time? Every single time, they couldn't get him on the first shot. We really didn't get a chance to see much of Beckham, Ingram, or Shepard. But other, Barkley had a good game. He played a good game from the start. Defense, they had bad, 
bad play, bad set of plays the first drive, settled down, had a great defensive game, kept him in the game. Defense did what it had. Did, defense did what it had to do. Uh, it's basically a uh, a cla- It's been what it's been the classic uh, 2016, 2015 game from the Giants that we got right there. There were a lot of uh, there were a lot of uh, constant connections to uh, to one of the games in 2015. I think it was the first game of the season in 2015 that there were a lot of a uh, lot of connections between this game and and that game as well. I saw that on Twitter as well. But from the start. Constant miscommunication on the offensive line. They couldn't pick up simple stunts. That was alarming. Alarming. The fact that simple stunts that defensive linemen are running, and a lot of the stunts that the Cowboys were running, it, it was really coming from the inside linebackers. They were stunting over Jalapio. They were stunting over Hernandez, Omame, um, and the guard and the tackle, or the center and the guard, they were doubling up on defensive linemen and letting a linebacker go free. Or... You had five hats or you had four hats on four other hats on, on defensive side. And one guy would run in free because he would double one other guy. When you had a perfect four on four matchup, defensive ends would just come running through linebackers would just come running through Saquon Bar- Barkley, Jonathan Stewart. They run across the, they cr- run across the line of scrimmage and they can't pick up the guy who's coming in for a blitz. There was even one snap where Saquon Barkley he's he's a rookie. These things are expected. Saquon Barkley runs across, sees that there's, that there's a corner blitzing. He runs across the line, not, not the line of scrimmage, but he runs across the left side of the offensive line to the right side of the ball, tries to pick up the corner, and lo and behold, there is a blitzing, stunting linebacker coming in, and he comes right through the A-gap, gets, a, gets the sack on Eli. Saquon missed that block. And again, these things are expected. You have a... Brandy new offensive line, brandy new running back and running backs are extremely important in pass protection, but you know, it's not on, it's not on Saquon. This is not fully on Saquon, but with Nate Solder, who's a new starter, Will Hernandez, who's a new starter, John Jalapio playing a new position, Patrick Omame, a new starter. Eric Flowers has never played right tackle before. You have four new starters on this offensive line in all five of them are playing different positions than they've played. Well, not different positions than the year that they played before, but Flowers was left tackle, now he's right tackle. These things are expected, but in a win-now season and in a must-win game in the second game of the season, these things cannot happen. They can't. How can you say that this is a win-now team? And I guess this this can be the bridge into the after-the-game post-game reactions and the stuff that everybody wants to talk about. How can you say that this is a win-now football team and you put so much pressure on this football team to try to get one win out of the first two weeks of the season? And if you don't get one win in the first two weeks of the season, the team is obviously not going to come out and say, oh, the season's over, because that's not right. And the season's not technically over, but analytics and the numbers show that it. otherwise it is, especially with this schedule. But... How can you put all this pressure on yourself after going 3-13 and the previous season, having all five members of the offensive line in a new role, in a new atmosphere? It, it, it perplexes me. It perplexes me that the fact that kind of like this is to be expected, but at the same time, it's absolutely unacceptable. Like you kind of, you kind of can't, like you're right. You're right if you say that, oh, this is expected. This team is still 
getting its traction together. This team is still trying to get its feel. But then you're also right in saying that this team is freaking stupid to think that they can do anything. All right, so we're moving on. We're transitioning. We're we're moving forward. All right, so what we're basically going to do after the game reactions, this is the conversation that we all want to get into. The um, state of the New York football giants, the state of the union, state of the New York football giants, that's what we're going to do. And, um, you know, kind of like the the writing was in the wall, right? Like the writing, the writing was in the wall. Is that the saying? The writing was in the wall for this start, basically. You know, it could have either gone really right or it could have gone really wrong. And I think could have gone really right is the fact that Giants go one and one because I think Giants were overmatched in Jacksonville. There's no doubt. They were overmatched. Jacksonville's the better football team. They were outgamed by the Cowboys. And it was the execution of everything. It was the mental errors, especially, you know, it, it stems from the offensive line. It also goes to Eli Manning, who we we're going to talk about Eli. And that's, I guess that's what we're going to, that's what we should talk about right now. Um, here's my, here's my take. Eli Manning. I said this last season without a podcast when I didn't have a podcast, but I wanted Eli Manning to retire last year. Not because I don't like Eli. I love Eli Manning. Eli Manning has been the only quarterback that I've ever known as a Giants fan. I was born in 1998. Eli Manning was a quarterback for the Giants in 2004. I was six years old, so it's been like 14, 15 years, and he's been the only quarterback that I've known. He's he's brought two of the, the happiest moments in my life to my life, something that Michael Boker has never known what that feels like and what he probably will never know what that feels like. I'll soon know. I'll soon know. Don't it's you worry the, about that. Don't you worry about that. It's the greatest it's the greatest feeling in the world. And I was told to remember it and cherish it forever. And that's what I'm holding on to right now in terms of Eli's legacy. But Eli Manning needs needs to go. I'm sorry. That's we've reached a point. I kind of wish maybe I reached this point last year. I think if the Giants didn't bench Eli Manning and they didn't do wrong by him, or if they maybe went about that in a different way instead of starting Geno Smith, because that was a slap in the face, basically the Giants offseason. And I hate to bring this up again, because even though we've had two weeks of regular season football, we're still talking about the offseason. We're still talking about the decision that was made in April and it's self-induced. It's a self-induced error. It's not the fans overreacting or it's not me being a drama king, but it's self-induced because the Giants cause and force the fans to have this conversation because they can't get out of their own way. So the Giants botched the Eli Manning benching situation last year. So what they needed to do in the offseason is they needed to apologize for him. They needed to have the Eli Manning's farewell tour, the apology tour. That's what they needed to do. And they felt because they messed up. That's what they needed to do. If that didn't happen, I would maybe like to think that I would be like, Eli, can you please retire? Like I was like for your actual health long term, because of how much you are getting hit and for how much you are, how much damage you are taking. I would like you to retire, move on. And the Giants just move on. You kind of retire and obviously retiring on a three and 13 season. I can imagine a competitor like Eli Manning would not like to do that, but you know, you get the feeling that he's probably just going to retire on a five and 11 season, whether it's this year, next year, the year after that, 
however long the Giants want to be in this quarterback purgatory, but they need to move on. They need to move on. And I have a few set reasons for that, but when, when we can get into that in about two minutes, but I've been talking for too long. Jimmy, what do you what do you what do you feel right now? What do you see out of Eli? Because I'm I love him and I don't want to say I'm done with him. I don't want to say I want to bench him because there's no other options. But that's 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 my that's a start. That's a start. We'll put that out there and then we'll go from there. I think that a big problem that a lot of Giants fans are having right now is they all want to put the blame on one person. You really can't. Did Eli have a bad game? Yeah. Does Eli look like he's at the end of the road? Yeah. But it's not entirely his fault that he's at this point. It's all about the situation your quarterback is put in. For To have a 37-year-old quarterback behind a terrible offensive line is a recipe for disaster, especially when that quarterback was never one of the most mobile guys, even from when he was younger. So you can blame the line. You could blame Eli. They're both at fault. The coaches are at fault. To say that it's all Eli's fault, I don't think that's an accurate statement. Just as saying it's all the offensive line's fault is an accurate statement. There were plays when Eli had enough time that were missed, which it's important that when he actually does have the time, that he's got to hit him. And the other thing was, you look at other teams with the offense, bad offensive lines like Seattle, their quarterbacks are mobile. They can escape. That's one of the things that uh, quality you need to have as a quarterback when in this type of offense, which I don't know, we could maybe consider that coaching management to have a bad um, personnel grouping of the quarterback and all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially when the Giants, how, how, and again, you know, this is play, now, this is particularly play calling, and this is, management in terms of who you decide to put in the game how many times did the giants run out of shotgun last night how many times did they run trips right trips trips left four wide receiver sets with evan ingram in there how many times did they decide to do that they decided to spread the field a lot last night instead of going under center trying to give saquon barkley the ball under center with the fullback in there and guess what i'm a big i'm a big uh, advocate for the fullback but, oh, boy, did Shane Smith – Shane Smith, when he's put in the game, he's asked to do one freaking thing, and that's block. And, oh, my God, did he look terrible in pass protection last night. Oh, my God, it looked like his feet were in cement. So, Jesus Christ, even when you have the guys out there that that you want them to execute and you have the plan out there, but if your players don't – it's like with baseball. If your players don't execute, you, you, can't, you can't blame the coach and can't blame the management, but neither here nor there. Giants did not run the ball enough last night under center. They did not run the ball enough. They did, you know, the reason why you have Saquon Barkley is that he can run the ball, not not catch a ball two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that can work every once in a while because the guy's so dynamic and he can be incredible with the ball. You know, the yards, the yak, the yards after contact, that's huge. If you can't get Eli in space, because let's face it, the way that the NFL has moved today, the NFL, the game of football has changed. Offensive line play league-wide is mediocre mediocre league-wide if your qb needs that perfect environment it's not going to work it's not going to work i'm sorry and eli needs that perfect environment 
And it doesn't matter how many good skill position players you have. If your QB needs everything to be perfect, then Eli needs everything to be perfect. At one point in his career, everything did not need to be perfect. Something has flipped in him. If you remember that hit that he took against Washington two or three years ago, Jimmy, that, and I, do you remember what I'm season. talking about? Was it the last game of the season? I think so, when he hurt his ankle or foot. I made it was it was a home game and Eli Manning got hit so hard it was a game against Washington like I said two or three years ago something changed in him I'm not going to say oh that's the moment but in my brain that's where Eli went from this guy you know you look at 2011 NFC championship game right what's the the, the main storyline from that game Eli Manning was getting tossed around like a rag doll and despite all that, Easy Eli, Easy E would deliver the ball on target every single time. For the past two years, Eli Manning running around, panicking, trying to get the ball out, dump the ball down, even when you have open field, downfield opportunities, getting the ball out as quick as possible to the nearest check down tight end, check down running back. Because he's, I'm not going to say he's scared, but he wants to get the ball out of his hands because he knows this mental clock is in his head. And I'm just, he panics because he does look like a deer in the headlights. Eli's always looked like a deer in the headlights, even when he is confident, but he is. The game has changed. The game has passed him. And this is why, you know, like you said, Jimmy, I'm, you know, you can't just blame Eli. You can't just blame the old line. You can't just blame management because management has kind of management has tried to do everything in their power besides giving Jonathan Stewart a bad contract and giving out some other bad contracts. They've done everything in their power to try to work with what they have and build around him. But the wrong assessment that they've had is that he he can still be a Super Bowl winning quarterback in today's game. He cannot. The game has passed him. You need a mobile quarterback. Not even like you don't even need Russell Wilson. You don't even need Cam Newton. You don't even need Michael Vick. You just need somebody who can move anyone with functioning legs. Am I? And I don't think I'm wrong in that that assessment because you know you look at these quarterbacks that every every single one of them can move. You're right there. You are correct. I agree. Well, this is a little off topic, but back to the deer and headlights thing. Did you see the picture of him? Yeah. <laughs> when he got picked up. How could you not seen the picture of him? <laughs> Even Chris Collinsworth called out. He goes, look at that face. <laughs> Devastating. It, it's it it it's it's the falling of of a legend. It really is. I mean, at least to me. Obviously, Eli Manning, when he retires, um you know, he's not gonna be recognized as a legend to the NFL, you know, wide or you know, maybe fans of 31 other teams but to me you know i'm 20 years old he's been around for 15 years that's um it's like that's like two-thirds of my life right there you know and that's that's kind of that's kind of crazy jimmy you're 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 younger than me so he's been around for longer um it's it hurts to talk bad it, it hurts to talk bad about him this way but they just they they need to move on and they need to take the stand this offseason and say you Give him the Tom Coughlin option, which they which they arguably should have done this offseason, except they botched the benching. You can either retire a giant 
or you know we can we can move on or we can move on from it. it's it's tough it's so tough but they need to do it they need to do it because their approach going into the season of we can we can win now we can build the team around Eli Manning it's wrong it's been wrong you know coming coming from me so i think it's really great in a way what the giants are have tried or attempted to do with saying that, you know what, Eli, we still believe in you. We are going to trust you. We're going to build around you. I think that's showing a tremendous amount of respect for Eli and what he has done for that franchise. That's just coming from me. Yeah, they may have screwed up with picks and stuff like that, but I, I don't know what else you want from them showing respect for Eli at such an old age and for them to just say, we still believe in you. We are going to build a team around you. I, I think that's showing tremendous respect for what he's done for that franchise. But you want to know what? None of that matters. None of it matters. None that matters. Nothing at all. Like for fans that, Shit means something like the respect, and it was disrespectful when they benched him last year. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. The decision, and I. All right, so here we go. Here we go. We're going right back to it because, and I tweeted this last night. In a win now season, the New York Football Giants. In a win now season, in the build it around Eli season. I was ready to move on from April. And I said this in the week one Jaguars preview. I was like, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready for the season. But nope. Nope. Giants Twitter has brought me right back into it. And I was very surprised to see this. People are still talking about the wrong decision that was made in April. Still. The wrong decision of needing to take a quarterback. You want to know why we needed to take a quarterback? Saquon Barkley is going to be a fan. He, he already is a fantastic player. He's the sixth best. He's the sixth highest paid running back in the NFL. He probably is the best running back in the NFL now that Le'Veon Bell has decided not to play. He is. He's the best running back in the NFL. Sorry. Sorry if you think otherwise. In terms of the complete package, in terms of catching the ball, elusiveness, strength, size, he's small, which is nice. Darren Sproles on steroids. I love Darren Sproles. He can kind of do everything right, except he's got the power of Jacobs and the smarts of name a smart running back here like the kid is going to be great the giants are going to waste his talent by the time that this giants franchise gets its head out of its ass and gets this roster ready to compete his rookie contract is probably going to be up first of all and then he's not going to be the same player that he is right now I got I I got into I got somebody I was having a little bit of back and forth today on Twitter about this and they said they said it's not going to take 5 to 6 years to fill these holes. The right side of the offensive line needs to be addressed. But we already knew that. So I said, "You think Saquon is going to be running the same way that he's running right now in 5 to 6 years?" No. How about even 2 to 3 years? And good for you for having faith that this clueless franchise can fix holes without having to strip down everything and start from scratch. And then everything. Then also people were like, oh, but st strip down from scratch? 
This franchise doesn't need to strip it down, you know, strip the franchise down from scratch. Are you kidding me? Nate Solder is a terrible contract because of the fact that you that the Giants can't build from the draft. And they took Eric Flowers at the number nine pick. Because they took him number nine, they needed to give Nate Solder a huge contract. Because they let Linval Joseph walk and they had zero defensive tackle presence, they needed to overpay for Damon Harrison. Wait, excuse me. Did, did you guys really have Linval Joseph before? We had Linval Joseph. He was on a rookie deal. He when the we didn't was, him. When the hell was that? He won the Super Bowl with us. Which one? 2011 or 2016? Yeah, 11. <laughs> Jonathan Hankins. Jonathan Hankins. Same thing. Rookie deal. We didn't want to pay him. Okay, so we went out and we got Damon Harrison. Great player. Olivier Vernon went out. Overpaid for him. Good player. Overpaid for him. Jason Pierre-Paul. Overpaid for him. Not even on the team anymore. Thanks, Buccaneers, for eating that salary. The Giants can't build from the draft. What do we have to do? Go out. Go sign Janoris Jenkins for a premier cornerback deal. Does he deserve that money? I don't know. Has he been for, you know, I, I guess, yeah, it was worth it in 2016. Ever since then, hasn't been worth it. Landon Collins. That's a guy that we, that's a guy that, you know, there's been a few exceptions of guys that we've built from the draft. Odell Beckham, product of good drafting. Landon Collins, product of good drafting. And you want to know what? Those guys are deservedly getting paid. That's the product of good drafting. Very few good picks from, from Jerry Reese. But because you cannot build from the draft, you have to overpay for these players, and then you think that those are win-now moves. You have to overcompensate for your stupidity, for your utter stupidity, and your cluelessness as to where this franchise is. You know, you want to talk about building in the draft. What if I give you a quick scenario on what could have been? All right, now hear this out. Ready? You pick your future quarterback at the, with the number two pick, right? Who, who, who did you like? Who was your boy wonder, Justin? Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold, but I was more okay. of a Josh Rosen guy. Okay, fine. With the number two pick, the Giants select Josh Rosen. Boom, there you go, right? Second round, they could have taken... Will Hernandez, I, I personally liked him. I liked him coming out of the draft. They could have got him at with their number two pick, which they, they did. And then third pick and so on, you could have drafted a good good running back. You could have drafted a good – you didn't need Barkley at that very moment when you had other and bigger needs to worry about. You could have had a good running back. For a cheaper price, who right. could have still shed at tackles? I mean, Dallas got Bo Scarborough with the seventh pick. You guys could have had Bo Scarborough. I mean, I Alabama native, okay? He alumni from Alabama. They picked him up in the seventh round. Big, powerful running back could shed tackles. Okay, you could have got him. Not saying you could have got him at the third pick if he fell all the way to the seventh, but you could have even scooped him up. And yeah, you could have had you mentioned, um, I mentioned, you mentioned Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman, yeah, yeah. You could have got him, who's last year's Kareem Hunt. You know, you know. Imagine this. Him. Imagine this. Royce Freeman, Wayne Gallman, and then if the Giants decide Orleans decided to sign Orleans Darkwa, I mean, the the NFL today is a running back by committee. If Orleans, if um Saquon Barkley is not on this football team, Giants fans are so excited for how elusive. 
how quick, how explosive Wayne Gallman looks. Giants fans are so excited. They're saying, you want to know what? We have Eli for one or two more years. Okay, he's going to play his way through. We have a quarterback in development. We have a great, we have a young running back by committee. And we have an emerging building offensive line. Instead, what did we come into this season expecting? What did we, oh, we have Saquon, we have Odell, we have this building offensive line, we're expecting big things, we have to do big things, because we are putting all of, we are putting our poker chips to the center of the table, with the decision to look at the next one to two years, instead of 10 to 15, we put our poker chips in the center of the table, we said, we're all in, not to, not to take off of the 2011 team, we're all in, and if it doesn't work, then we're screwed. That's that was the that's the ultimatum. If this doesn't work, we're screwed. And fans who think otherwise, um, you know, I guess what you're optimists. But if the if it doesn't work, you're basically looking at going three and thirteen again to try and make the right decision to get the quarterback for the future again. And I wanted to avoid that altogether. And I wanted to avoid that altogether. Now that's just me. I, I'm a guy that doesn't want to go three and thirteen twice because you don't have to. Uh, sorry. Sorry if that makes you feel angry. Sorry. And, you know, I don't understand the perspective coming from Dave Gettleman, who's going to be, who, it's his first year as the GM for the Giants, correct? This 67 is, years old. 67 years old. This is his first year with the Giants, am I right? Because I don't, yes. you know. Yes. Okay. First year with the, the Giants. Giants. For a while, but then he left and now he's back. Yeah, which is also was a he, problem. Was he a GM before or? No, exactly. No. Okay. So as your first year going to a new team like the Giants, coming from Carolina, going from Carolina to the Giants, okay, how can you – I'm just not understanding this, me personally. How can you go in and say, you know what, as a GM, I'm going to make an impact, and then you right away you gamble – you just gamble everything your first year, your first draft, and then almost it almost like disappeared. How do you go and gamble right off the bat and say, all right, yeah, hit or miss right here, and then miss potentially on a team's future? Eric Flowers doesn't need competition at right tackle. Eli Manning still has years left. Eli Manning still has years left. Jonathan Stort hasn't lost a step. The secondary doesn't the secondary has no depth including the safety position, you're overpaying for defensive players, good defensive players. You're overpaying for them. And correct me if I'm wrong, your offensive line has no depth, right? Oh, none. Yeah. None. And yeah. last yeah. night, um, you had a John terrible Halapio. injury. Yeah, John Jalapio um, got injured. It would have been great to have uh, the, the best pass-blocking center, according to Pro Football Focus, who's now starting for the Minnesota Vikings. That would, I mean, the Minnesota Vikings line is abysmal in their own way. But, hey, they're getting by. They've won two football games. Tied. Tied once. Oh, they tied. Screw ties. All right. I think I think we're going to, like, end here because uh, we can go on and talk about this all day. Screw ties. I, I, don't even, I don't entirely agree on everything. Oh, but you want – Jimmy, all right. Say say your things. Say, say your yeah, – Yeah, I'm interested. I love a good debate. But screw ties. Because the reason I say I don't agree – I now I'm gonna say from the beginning in April I would have taken Darnold, but everyone's saying that the 
hope is lost for the future. We took Barkley. We're screwed. No, we're not screwed. We have Barkley. He's one of the greatest prospects to come out of the draft in who knows how long. That's what everybody's been saying for the last year. Even before the Giants were 3-13, and everyone said that Barkley was one of the best prospects we'll see. But with that being said, we don't have a quarterback. So we take Barkley, and then this year we see that we need a quarterback. Who's to say we can't get a quarterback this year? If we go 6-10 and and we have a top-10 pick, we could still get a quarterback. Now that's not now obviously Boker was saying the same thing and a lot of Giants Twitter is like oh yeah you can just get a quarterback. Now that's not a, now, I'm that's not saying, that's what the Giants friend that's what the Giants are also thinking. That you could just oh you could just snap your fingers. Let's just get a quarterback. Now I'm not saying in the second or third round, the first round pick, a top 10 pick, you could get a quarterback. There's going to be other guys. There's college football has a lot of talent at quarterback right now, whether it's this year or next year. You had it in your hands. You had a five. You had five first-round, arguably, franchise quarterbacks in your hands. It was there. It was right there. You also had a once-in-a-generation talent in Saquon Barkley and also in a position that is dying. Le'Veon Bell is the best player, one of the best players in the NFL. And the Steelers refuse to pay him because the running back is a dying position. The Giants are going to waste Saquon Barkley's talent because they cannot and they will not build a proper team around him by the time that they get it right. By the time that they get it right, he'll be 27, he'll be 28, and he's not going to be the same player that he is right now. He will not. I could give you another uh, example of a dying running back. You know, look at... Uh, when the end of the 2014 season with DeMarco Murray in Dallas, they didn't pay him. They simply just said, oh, goodbye. And he was Cowboys' uh, rushing leader. Yeah, he led, the NFL, just, he led the NFL of rushing guards. Yeah, he was literally, wasn't, wasn't he close. the offensive player of the year? Uh, yes. Let him yes, go. I did let remember him walk. He, a, he did get a trophy at the NFL Honors. Let him and walk. They just let him go. I think it's exaggerated though a bit because you look at teams those Vikings teams for all those years with Tavares Jackson as their quarterback were in the playoff every single year and let Blake Bortles was in the AFC championship game why that offense was carried by Fournette now if we don't think Prescott's that good they were 13 and 3 the other two years ago with uh Zeke carrying that offense. who wins Super Bowls Jimmy who wins Super Bowls I'm not talking about mediocre. I'm not talking about teams that make the playoffs, that make the AFC divi- that make the AFC divisional round. Who wins Super Bowls? What wins Super Bowls? And Defense wins Super Bowls. Now, now shut your mouth. <laughs> Who's to say we don't get a quarterback this year? A good quarterback with a top running. Back? I agree. I agree. But based off of this franchise's track record, I don't trust that. You had the opportunity right there. It was right there. Based off of what they've done, over they're probably going to overpay. They're probably going to overpay it for Tyrod freaking Taylor. They'll probably sign him to a five-year contract after Eli. Because that's what they do. Because they don't know what to do right. I don't think so. I I hope not. I hope not. You need to tell a quarterback in the top ten. 
You want to know what that requires also? That requires us also sitting through another 3-13 and 13 season. No, that also requires no, us sitting no. through another 5-11 and 11 season, which I don't want to do. We had the opportunity to avoid this. Why draft Barkley? Listen. Why draft Barkley and then have to, okay, we'll just sit through another terrible season? What's the point of that? If we drafted a quarterback, what did you think our record would be this year? A rebuilding year. Improvement. You want to, It's because it's all in the approach, Jimmy. It's all in the approach. If you don't draft Barkley, if you don't draft Barkley and you draft the quarterback, then guess what? You're in a rebuilding year and you're trying to rebuild the team. Right. Go ahead. You would have. Uh, you would have expected a bad year. Right. Which is different have, than going in and, right. instead of expecting a team that could start off potentially two and zero. You know, because right. we're only two weeks into the season. Well, but instead, instead of putting, you're into. Yeah. Instead of putting all your poker chips to the center of the table, what you're doing is you're only putting a few. You're only putting a few. You're like, okay, if Eli can do it, we'll give Odell his money. We'll rebuild the offensive line, and we'll give the running back by committee a go, and we'll see what we can do. You're only going to put some poker chips to the center of the table. And then if not, if it doesn't work, Eli retires, retires into the sunset. Goodbye. You're a legend. Because now he's going to retire and look like a fool. Eli's going to retire and look like an absolute fool because he can't lead this team with so many weapons. Well, he's not going to lead the team if he's mentoring a quarterback either. He's That's not, not his job. That, that wouldn't be his job. He's not Josh McCown. That's Pat Shermer's job. Okay, that's fair. Then if what's the difference if, we're, if we have a quarterback with Eli or without? If it's me, I'd wait till after Eli is retires to get the quarterback because then when we have we'll have the full extent of the rookie deal if we drafted a quarterback last year on the rookie deal we're still paying Eli all that money right right but at this point paying Eli Manning 20 million dollars does not look bad when Matt Stafford is getting 35 million dollars so Eli's contract is not the issue you want to know what it is? You want to know what is an issue? The fact that Saquon Barkley is the sixth highest paid running back in the NFL, and we're paying all that money. Plus, we're paying Jonathan Stewart. Plus, how? Question for you guys. A little off top. Well, actually, not a little off topic because yeah, we're gonna you know, we're gonna we're point. gonna we're gonna wrap but, up. We're gonna wrap up. We can continue this because Giants football is probably gonna be pointless from here on out. So how? We can, so we have to talk about this. How good? Again, I don't know. I'm asking you guys as fans. How good is the Giants' uh, cap space? Bad. It's bad. Before coming into yeah, the year, it was yeah. bad too. That's why we had to trade Brett Jones, and that's why we had to trade all these guys because Brett Jones. Because we gave Jonathan Stewart a bad contract, and we still have a quarterback that we're paying twenty million dollars for. That's hmm. so there's a lot of endings in the. Yeah. yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Well, then guess if what? Then the team's gonna have to really rebuild, huh? Yeah. If the mm -hmm. cap was good. I could have said, you guys could have put all your quote-unquote chips in and go and sign potentially Le'Veon Bell. No. But you, well, guys don't, you guys don't have no. it. All right. All right. Um, We're going to end there. I don't even know because YouTube has been having this problem when clips are over one hour and 20 minutes. They haven't been showing up on Audacity. So who even knows if the best part of the podcast is actually going to show up on Audacity or not? You got to cut, you got to cut a lot of stuff out. We had a lot of gaps. Yeah, we did have, like, yeah, we did like minute gaps. That's, that's fine. That's, that's fine. I'm fine with that. Um, but sorry for the depressed episode. Um, there's going to be a Yankees depressed episode later this week too. If you like being miserable, 
follow me on Twitter at jpenix 74 Thanks for hearing me. Miserable. <laughs> thanks, thanks for thanks for hearing me yell. Go Giants, go Giants, go Giants, go Yankees, go Yankees, go Yankees. Call me a vampire and put me in a coffin. Goodbye. <laughs>